Welcome to Norwegian Newcomers, a podcast where you will hear fragments from the lives of Norway's immigrant population. Today's episode will be kind of special because for the first time we are doing this interview and conversation with uh, my dear guest Gladys online. Since the new restrictions and uh, the corona situations is as it is, we won't talk uh, much about that because I guess we are all a bit tired of talking and, and living in, in this corona time. But because of that, we we are doing this online. Uh, thank you for being with us and uh, welcome Gladys again. Thank you, Vedrana. My pleasure to be here. And my pleasure to hear that someone saying my name correct <laughs> with a nice dialect. Well, that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, can, we are starting with the happiness. That's nice. Tell me, uh, please, uh, first, how are you? Are you finding this a little bit strange, being online, not live? Yeah, it's. It, it, I mean, we didn't expect that I'm not going to be able to be seen by you because now I'm just seeing your beautiful face with the eyeglasses <laughs> and the Marius Jensir. And, uh, well, but I mean, we, we'll just have to, you know, to use what we have. Yeah, and, um, yeah. yeah, so I mean, for me, it's fine. Uh, as long as I hear you clearly and you hear me clearly, I think uh, it's more than enough. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, yes, I mean, my name is Gladys and, um, well, my whole name is very long. Um, it's Gladys Mariano Alejandro Juarez. It sounds very Spanish, but uh, yes, we, I come from, you know, a, a Spanish colony country, which is the country, the Philippines. So I am 36 years old and I've been living in Norway for, I'm actually turning, um, 10 years this year in September. Oh, yes. Jubilee. Yes. Okay. So, and uh, I'm a full-time nurse. So, um, yes, I've been doing the vaccine and all the, the mask and everything that's been happening to the world right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I live in Oslo and I'm married to, to, to a man who's also, by the way, a half Norwegian and half American. So oh, I, that's nice. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yes. He's, um, my husband, we speak 100%, like if not 100%, 101% in the house, American. But when we're outside, and of course, definitely when we're fighting, we speak Norwegian. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. So you're, so you're managing because you're fluent in Norwegian, I guess. I, I mean, I think so, but there's always a pla- you know, place for learning. Uh, but I think I, I am. I, I think so. <laughs> I would say if you're managing to fight uh, yes, <laughs> verbally to, to fight true. for yourself, on, then it's, it's uh, yeah, I hope I, I'll get to that level <laughs> one day. But Gladys, uh, please tell me, give me some, some uh, hints, some tips that uh, I should know or that you are finding interesting to know about your country. Oh, wow. 7,107 islands, like it's difficult. It's difficult to really choose why you should go to my country. And 
And we actually speak. Yeah. We speak hundred an average of 175 different dialects. These are different dialects. They're not like, you know, in Norway, we, we say we have a dialect uh, 175 plus minus. So when, when, we, when we say dialects, not like Norway, when you go to Savangir, Kristiansand, Tromsø, Oslo, they have their dialect, but they still understand each other. But in my country, 175, that's totally different. So we have to use our mother tongue, which is Tagalog or Filipino. Some people say Filipino or Tagalog for us to be able to really understand each other. And at the same time as well, we speak um, fluent English because we were also colonized by the U.S., which, um, you know, it's both thank you and no thank you. <laughs> but I, but I, I think it's more like to, you know, that we appreciate that to what happened to our country. But at the same time, there's so many there's so many things and part of the culture that just, you know, just were erased and eradicated because of the colonization of so many countries. So, the, I mean, my country has probably the nicest beaches in the world. And it's always been, in you know, travel leisure, top destinations. If you love diving, if you love coconuts, if you love seafood, if you love the warmth, if you love... If you love if you love cheap beers or cheap rum or cheap brandy, then definitely my my country has so much to offer. Like I can't even tell you enough. Like just from my region alone, because I'm from the north, and um, uh, because the north is very different from the south, from the east, from the west. Geographically, it's very different. Um, also, food-wise, it's very different. People-wise, language-wise, uh, terrain-wise, it's it's all so different. Almost everything is a different country. <laughs> yes, yes, that's very true because we are all separated, you know, like islands to islands to islands. And for example, from the north, um, I'm from the north. Just for example, the north, we are more, how would I say it? We are more like the... Um, uh, mulatto type like we are like brown like the combination of like super like morena brownish golden in skin well in the south the south they're very light because that's where the spanish uh people way back 1521 you know set sail that's where they they had you know married and of course i'm sure not just marriage but you know abused some women and made some kids and families so it, it's very very different like and also the type of of nature that we have it, i don't know why <laughs> because we're just in the same country but i think it, it it it's all because of the positioning of these islands to how close they are to the to the water although again we are also surrounded by water Mm -hmm. So I, I can't tell you enough, Vedranad, like, I can just tell you that my, my, my Norwegian friends who has been there, they just like, they just can't wait to go back again. It's like every year we travel and it's so difficult to come back to, to Norway, of course. But, you know. So, hmm. so what are the Norwegian's favorite meal in Philippines? Oh my God. Or, yeah, what, what I should choose. <laughs> Once. Oh my God! Um, when it comes to food, because as I told you, um, the first you know group of people who really colonized us um, are of course the Spaniards. So they were there for almost four hundred years. Okay, yeah. that's the reason why thirty percent of our language is Spanish. 
And then, so our food, culture, religion, beliefs is mainly from Spain. And then came, of course, the Chinese, the Japanese, and then came the American, which introduced us to the burger and fries and Coke, <laughs> of <laughs> yeah. course. But I, I, I would definitely say that our cuisine is in between Spanish and Chinese. I mean, oh my God, you've interviewed... What's your favorite meal? My favorite meal would be definitely every Filipino's favorite is the adobo. Um, adobo? Adobo is a Spanish word which means marinated. And uh, it's you, you can use pork, you can use chicken, you can use actually any kind of meat. And then we just like um, marinate it with vinegar, some soy sauce, some bay leaves, very simple ingredients. And it's so amazingly good and it doesn't even need to be in the fridge like it can stay out on your kitchen for three to one week because of the acid from the vinegar and it just like preserves the food that it doesn't like get spoiled i'm sure um if you if you remember carlitos that you also interviewed a good friend of mine <laughs> yeah yeah he knows yeah, that yeah, yeah. very well he knows that very well he will come oh, to my okay. place he knows i'm gonna make a lot of food, although we're just five people or six people, it's always like for 20 or 30 people. Okay, yes. okay. Then so, I'll invite all of you here and then you can make some <laughs> That's true. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a mixture of vinegar, um, a really, really good Asian, um, you know, uh, preferably Filipino soy sauce, some bay leaf, lots of uh, garlic, lots of garlic, some whole peppercorns, and uh, optional, of course, chili. And that's it. That's, that's basically it. Uh, Gladys, tell me uh, how, how Norway shows up in your picture, in when and, and how you decided to move to Norway. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> You know what, to be honest, even when I was, um, I think I was in high school, I didn't even know that there's a country called Norway. Not at all, you know? yeah. Not at all. I think, I, I, if I remember it right, I think I knew that there was a country, Sweden, but never Norway. But the story is, I actually started to, to my, I migrated from my country, the Philippines, when I was 23. Yes, I was 23 years old. And, you know, uh, I wanted to, to travel. And then my sister, my, my elder sister, actually, she was already working in Denmark. Mm -hmm. So she's my, um, she's three years older than me. And then she told me, like, do you want to come to Denmark? And I was like, I mean, why not? Um, and I was like, um, I felt like I had this need to, to go out from my country. Although it was very, very difficult, of course. I was very unsure. And it was my first time to be away from my parents. And, you know, I was very close to my dad. And then at the same time, I was like, you know what? I got to do it because I, I might regret it. And so she actually found a job for me in Denmark. So I started in Denmark 2009, December. I came to Denmark. It was freezing. I came to Denmark. My sister told me you don't have to, you know, bring some clothes because you have clothes. And of course, she didn't you know, pick me up at the airport in the middle of winter night 
And I came with my doll shoes. Like from the Philippines to Denmark, I had doll shoes on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so okay. it was so freaking cold. And so, yes, I started in Denmark and worked as an au pair. Uh, an au pair, um, you know, it's a French word, which means on equal terms. And it is still actually happening in major countries in Europe, I think, especially Scandinavia. The au pair system or exchange um, mm-hmm. program is is very you know useful, especially for those family couples who are actually working full time and they have kids and they can't really like balance you know how it is to work full time to have a career at the same time they have kids. So they actually like you know a lot of people even in Norway actually and Denmark and Sweden and Germany many many. Um, choose to have au pairs as long as of course they they can you know provide this au pair her her um room her own room her own food her um, transportation and her basic allowance so that's where i started uh so i was in denmark for 18 months 18 months uh, be- oh. yes 18 months and but it's, it was very important even at today that you have to learn the language so that was my, you know, in the application of visas and all that, the main reason is cultural exchange for them to be able to know my culture and for me to be able to know their culture, especially their language. So I had to go to school. So I speak still, I still speak Danish very, very well, I think. And if I want to, when I change, especially when I'm in Copenhagen, because I love taking the Danish boat. Uh, it takes me a few hours and then my tongue actually changes into the Danish accent. Uh-huh. Yes. So it's, it's, but you, you you learned the language while you were working, not before you came to Denmark. No, but in, while in the... I was working as an okay. au pair. And that was family. part of, of the program. How yes, to say. Yeah. yes, yeah. that's that's right. So I learned it um, while I was there for, you know, 18 months and while I was helping them with the kids, you know, it was it was so nice like it was a very nice start for a fresh new you know young woman coming out from the philippines tropical and then coming to winter country and i was like you know what oh my god what what is what am i doing with my life <laughs> but then it, it it gradually became better because i was also very open to this culture and i found it so beautiful and then after my 18 months I was like, am I ready to go back home? And and I spoke to my mom, to my dad, and I was like, you know what? I'm not really ready. And I was then 25. <laughs> so, and then I was like, I have to find a way. Uh, and so I asked my 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 host family if, uh, do they know anyone in Norway? Because that was already the trend. Like, au pairs from Denmark would move to Norway or or Sweden or Germany but then they have to have like a connection you know yeah um, yeah that's that's the reason why and how you linked yourself from Denmark to move to Norway exactly so what I did is I, I remember I was actually done with my contract uh, with this Danish family June and then I went home just to have a break uh, in the Philippines for like two and a half months and then after two and a half months, I was already going back to Norway that time because I found myself a new family, a Norwegian family this time. And that's where I started. And that was 2011. I arrived here September 2011. In Oslo? In Oslo, yes. That's in Oslo. Correct. Okay. Okay. And then? And then, <laughs> and then so I, I met my family, my host family, an, an amazing family. And just so you know, 
my my host family from Denmark and my host families in Norway, we still have a contact. Like even up to this day, like it's been it's been ten years, eight years with our family, and we we you know we call each other. Sometimes you know the kids that I used to take care of now they're like taller than me, and you know like. So now I I would you know sometimes meet them um before Christmas but because of this corona this year I wasn't able to do anything because of course it's not allowed but the the past few years I would you know bring them out and then it would be like the big sister you know bring them out to the you know Sjøtebanen in the Shipregata in Karljohan and we would eat at the restaurant it's it's just so nice it's it is it it's really important how the the experience that we are having in some particular moments in our in our life because i i really can refer on that living two years with the family that are yeah really yeah most definitely i i I find it so beautiful and i feel so so lucky that i actually managed to find two amazing norwegian families why two because the first family when i arrived 2011 they already had their their kids were already like grown up in a way because the rule says like you can only have an au pair if you have kids under 18 years old uh-huh. now okay. their kids were one was already uh, 13 and he was already very you know very responsible one was 12 one was 9 so they were like hmm maybe it's about time and I was their number 6 au pair so ever since they were small they've had au pairs so and the and then the mother said, hmm, maybe it's about time that the kids needs to learn how to, you know, help in the house, how to fold their clothes, you know, how to cook, like all that things. To be independent, so, then the, yeah. Yes. So that was I was with the first family, um, ten months, and then they gave me, of course, uh, like a warning, Gladys, and we're sorry, we really like you, but the kids need to be more independent. You know, it's for their own good, and I was like, of course, totally that, fine. That's so, the process. You know yeah. What? Yeah, but the thing is, I thought I w- it would be difficult for me to find another family because by the time I can only have two-year contract as an au pair. That's it. Two years, you have to go out uh, of Norway or, you know, if you want to study or marry or all that. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that, the way. Yeah, I still have. Um, so I, I still had like more or less 11, 12 months. And I was like, what am I going to do? So, but it was actually very quick because by the time, so it was already 2012-ish. It was already like, you know, there's so many Norwegian couples that are in need of help. You know, the career is just skyrocketing and, you know, they're making babies. And 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 then I found this couple. Uh, they live in actually Yard, a beautiful, amazing couple as well. I was their first au pair first i was their first and actually the last yeah i was their first and last not because they didn't like the au pair system but the woman um i think she got tired of working and she said like you know what i'm just gonna be home i'm just gonna do something that i i I love so she changed from she used to work in this very very big telephone company for many 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 years and she said like you know what i'm gonna quit i'm just gonna be a photographer and that's what she did even up to this day. Run away from corporation. Yeah. And she that's what she's doing now. Like she's still taking pictures and she's like living her life at home and making money. It's like and she's taking yeah. care the of the way her kids. she she like. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, full respect. That's mm-hmm. that's No, it's it's amazing.
is uh, was that the last family that uh... yes that's the last family that's correct and then um how did i continue well um <laughs> um uh, mr cupid actually arrived um, i think it was <laughs> like kids. yeah the last year of my au pair year um I, i of course i was learning norwegian you know because that's of course a part of the au pair program and then i met um, um my classmates and they're from latin america and then i i had uh, my birthday party coming and then i told them hey you guys you want to come to my birthday party and then they said oh of course we want to come to your birthday party and and so they came and without me knowing they actually invited my husband without me knowing so okay i was just seeing this guy walking in front of, of my kitchen and i was like oh my god who is this guy but you know not to mention of course i was like hmm who is this guy of course i was interested i was like more interested be than being scared like who is this guy yeah. knocking yeah, on yeah, my yeah. door so that's where actually i met my husband and you know and now we've been married for we we got married here in norway 2014 and we're turning seven years this year and but i met him eight almost eight years ago 2013 so you know and that's how the life just continued and um, and then i got married and then i was like what am i going to do with my life um so first thing i worked in a bank here in oslo bus terminal i worked there for almost four years and then i was like okay what's next and then you know what i got to do something you know maybe more um productive like future wise like when it comes to to pension to to benefits and all that so i started actually thinking you know maybe i should study and so i studied another bachelor here in norway so i took the bachelor of nursing here and then i i finished last 2018 so i've been a nurse in norway for almost three years now yeah but that's that's really nice you 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 <laughs> you were open and exactly what finding yeah. the way how how yeah. it's the for yourself for your future the best way to i'm yeah. i'm i'm uh, i'm i'm glad to hear because i'm even i'm 40 and plus i i'm uh, starting thinking to start some studies mm -hmm. i mean it's, it's never too late it's never i i really late. believe in that that uh, and we are working yeah i, I wouldn't be know. surprised Yeah, yeah. And you, and you have to know Vedrana. This was never planned. I, it just came along. I was thinking, hmm, what am I going to do next? Huh, maybe I should study you or something like that. And I never ever thought, not even in my worst nightmare that I will be a nurse. Like me, nurse? <laughs> no. But then I, <laughs> I I've always been this like uh, like a fighter because way back in the Philippines I went to law school and then mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I you know, I just I was just, you know, a silly girl and I didn't really manage to finish um the the low school low school but I went to pre-law school and then I went to law school and then I said to my mom and dad like that's it I'm done with the school I'm going out I'm going to Denmark and then you know do something crazy with my life. So I never really expected or hoped that I would be a nurse and then when I came here all plans and all you know career just changed. We never know what what is on the on the next corner, so it's mm -hmm. it's the way. But that's why I would like to just to go back uh, when when you were young uh, or younger, 
you're still young, but <laughs> this, it, so you wanted to, you, you just had that uh, nerve kind of or impulse that you want to go outside and discover mm -hmm. the world. Was that mm -hmm. the, the main, the main engine? Yes. Yes. In... And my sister, because uh, my sister, if you remember, she was already in Denmark. She said like, um, I mean, this is a great chance for you. And you know, you could fulfill some, your dreams and all that. And I was definitely first persuaded. Uh, of course, in the Philippines, although, you know, it's a very still in the third world country and it's very rich in its culture and what to, what it could offer. But it's still a very, very poor country. You know, it's a lot of yeah. corruption, yeah. not to mention. And um, so and I told my sister, you know what, I'm going to do it because it was actually her who pushed me to dream bigger and i'm so actually you know glad that she did push me and i'm so i can't i can't be thankful enough for her because now i'm here and i'm just like loving my life and appreciating everything i have and i don't have of course and uh, it's yeah I, i'm i'm just but at the same time I, i am a very ambitious woman i am like as i told you I'm, i've always been a fighter I've, i went to low school because i wanted to fight for the poor people who doesn't have you know money to to get a lawyer so i want to be a, a pro bono lawyer you know <laughs> so yeah 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 so yeah. that was like my my character like I, i am an ambitious woman and and just by telling you ambition like as i told you i've never think or considered being a nurse but because i was ambitious so i took nursing and here i am i'm a nurse <laughs> 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 and uh, how are you are you satisfied how how the system of uh, or now we can uh, talk about uh, since that you are in institution mm -hmm, i guess mm -hmm. in in some of the hospitals is that um, uh, is is that organized well is that uh, what's your opinion yeah um yeah um You know what I love actually I never thought that I would really like being a nurse But I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, I love being a nurse. And I keep telling my, my colleagues and my husband that, you know what, I am so thankful that I took that day I chose to be a nurse. Because when I got the offer from Samurna Optak, they told me you have, I think, like 10 days um, frist, like you have like a deadline to, to say ah. to, to the offer or no. And I was like, oh my God, am I really going to be a nurse? Because my priority was to become a pedagogue, you know, in Barnehage, like a teacher, because I had the experience as an au pair. But then I was like thinking like, for practical reasons, it's safer. If you're a nurse, you can work anywhere in the world, not just in Norway, you know. And so I, I took that and I'm, I'm so glad. And if you ask me if I'm satisfied with, with the system in, you know, if you, you really meant you know, the Norwegian system, like, as for me being a nurse, there are, of course, things that I don't like. And um, could be improved, I guess. Yeah, it could be definitely improved. But at the same time, it's also a result of the new set of people living in this country. You know, there's a lot of like, challenges, for example, when it comes to, um, you know, to how you know, non-Norwegians and Norwegians cooperate with each other, you know. Um, there's definitely a lot of, like, barriers when it comes to language, cultural beliefs, definitely religion. And um, But at the same time, um, if you really want to, to work well with your colleagues, for example, at my work, 
uh, I am the res you know I am responsible for the environment how not just for my patients but at the same time among us like you know those who work between nurses and nursing assistants and Team, yeah. it's very yeah it's it's very interesting because I just had this um topic about today because I have nursing students in, in praxis you know they're on their on their training and I actually did tell her that because I love making food you know I love feeding people it's just this it's just in my DNA that I gotta feed people because I become so happy you know yeah. Carlitos that, <laughs> and also Walter yeah, yeah. and um <laughs> and so yeah. I was like so I've been working now uh, in, in this institution where I'm working for almost three years and I can tell you uh, Vedrana that I actually managed to make this very nice, almost like a family relationship with my colleagues and definitely our patients through food. Yeah, yeah, that's because a connection. It, it, you know, it breaks barriers. Like food, wherever you are, whatever color you have, whatever language you speak, you will come together through food. Yeah. What I, I'm, I'm guessing that the, so there's uh, patients are their backgrounds are I guess so mixed, but also your co-workers, your 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 friends on on uh, your work. colleagues. Yeah, that they are. Yeah, they are also from uh, different guess, countries. Different, different countries, yeah. like some also from your country a lot actually, yeah. and uh, yeah. many as well from my country. And uh, definitely Norwegians as well, and uh, very multicultural, you know, arbeidsmilieu, um, as we say. <laughs> so no, it's it's actually a beautiful mix because we learn from each other's like um, culture. Like for example, I have this colleague. Her name is Lina, and I love her so much. And I every day when I work with her, and she's very ethnic Norwegian, you know. And every day when I, I work with her, I like I learn something new. That, for example, in my country, yeah, like since we are now talking about Norway and the differences and the culture, you know, cultural challenges. Um, I am from the Philippines, and saying no is definitely a no-no. Like we always say yes. We are like yes people. Like we would always like follow. We will always say uh, we cannot say no because. You know, it's this mentality, same like, you know, basically it's like the mentality of becoming or, or you know, the state of being a slave because we were a slave under the Spanish people, under the American people, and also a little bit from the Chinese people and Japanese. It's almost like the same um, mentality, for example, for, for, for Africans being, you know, like enslaved as well, that you can't really complain. You cannot. You can just take whatever that comes to you you should just that you be don't thankful. have rights to. yes yeah. example you should just be thankful for what you take but you know of my 10 years being here i must say that i have learned so much that you know what i can actually say no i can say no you know what i'm not saying no but then maybe we should try this way and and this colleagues and definitely my you know host families when i was still in a pair i was so blessed that i learned so much from them and it was a little bit difficult in the start, in the beginning, because as I said, we are used to just saying yes and yes and never say no. But at the same time, I, I got to learn from what I've been seeing, what I've been experiencing, and definitely my husband too, because my husband is definitely like, no, if, if, if you're not good with it, if you're not satisfied, you have to tell it, you have to be open, like, you know, things like that. And 
So, so that's what actually helped me to becoming more. I'm not saying that I'm already like for Norskit, we say it like I'm I'm already super Norwegian, which I'm not, and I will never be. I will never be. I will always be. Um, you know, a part of me is definitely very Filipino. But I could also say that I think I would safely say that I'm very 50-50. <laughs> so I'm 50% Norwegian. I'm 50% Filipino in my mentality. That, you know, there are things that I have to keep bringing with me from my country. But at the same time, there are so many things that I have to, you know, start doing now. Or I've been starting, uh, I've started doing for, for a long, long time that comes from the Norwegian culture. And I think it's so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. You don't have to choose uh, one side, you know. You just have to be you. And at the same time, if you find it very useful and beautiful to have both sides, why not? What what would you say that the things that you just needed to change or to adopt, to take from the region society? Yes, there is this... There's this one specific like um like a character of the Norwegian culture or you know the Norwegian people that I love like I love love love. Um one thing that you know I have never really realized when I was still in the Philippines or even now if I'm like just thinking back when I was still there just having my Filipino culture you know that is you know when people actually interact with each other and then they would say something to you that you know a normal you know filipino would say that that is a judgment but for for norwegians that is not a judgment you should not take it as a critic because critic can be positive critic can be negative but uh, you know many people for in the rest of the rest of the world a critic is always negative you know for example my country like it becomes like personal and but i got to tell you vedrana i worked my butt off to really like and um, like find where is the the grenza to what is a negative critic and what is like a like a healthy um argument and and that is definitely one of the things that i really really deeply appreciate in this culture because you can actually have um you know you don't have to agree with each other all the time there there is always there's you know, there's always like, uh, what about this? But then uh, what do you think about this one? Like, and, you, you know, at the same time, your your brain becomes like stimulus. Oh, you know what? I actually didn't think about that. Like I was, because you were just focused on your personal, you know, ideas and not knowing that there are far away more like, and they could come negative. They could come a little bit like, um, um, you know, trokkenied. But at the same time, you got to like balance that. It's not necessarily that they're trying to step on you. You know, they're just trying to, you know, share the ideas that that could actually be right. Hmm. That's dialogue. Yes. Making a dialogue. <laughs> not to, to say to you, oh, no, your choice is wrong or anything. Just it's it's it could be more than one. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I can just give you one example. Uh, at work, for example, if if a colleague comes to me and, and she's Norwegian, you know, oh, Gladys, you forgot to do this, you know, um, the, the for example, just the trash, you forgot to throw the trash and it's your responsibility today. A, a normal me, fresh from the Philippines, would, you know, you would feel like, oh my gosh, she's complaining about me. Like, oh my gosh, she's telling me I'm not doing my job. 
But for them, it's a common, it's, it's normal. Like you just, just reminding you in a very nice way. But for other people, mostly actually for us, Utlendingit, uh, we would take that as a negative comment already. And I can tell you, I work, work 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 and i'm still working i'm not saying i'm already there because <laughs> you know it's in my heart and and i don't think it will you know it will be gone but i just gotta find that balance we're in you know what it's just an, a healthy comment it's not an attack yeah to you definitely something do, like that do you agree i i i start thinking uh having some experience in seeing uh, norwegians uh as a leaders that uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh they, they doesn't seem so bossy you know as as i know on balkan you know when you're a leader when you are when you have some function then you are feel so mm-hmm. empowered you know you Hi, know, oh, i'm yeah. your boss i'm going whatever i'm saying it's it's a, yes. I, I is it wrong i i don't have that impression with 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 norwegians that they don't same. Have, yeah you you tell me you it's have more same. experience you know what i i've had one two three current i have now my third um leader at work and so far you know what i have never experienced them being bossy and you're very right the same in asian culture when you're like when you're like in this super high position you have this like power like you know i i'm gonna give you order like but here you know what thank god because else that would have been so difficult for us you know to tackle because we run away from that (laughs) or at least i (laughs) i just (laughs) wanted to have that kind of communication yeah (laughs) that's true it it becomes it becomes like a um it it becomes traumatic you know it becomes traumatic because you already know that 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 happens in your country and at the same time it also happens here it becomes like you have no escape you will always experience it but thank goodness you know, as as for my own personal experience, I have never experienced my bosses being so bossy. Like I can even actually say no to them. Like you know what? Uh, I don't think that's right. She, I mean, for example, my new boss right now. Oh my god, I love her. Like I, I could, you know, I have this. I could have a very healthy exchange of ideas like to with my boss like wow i'm just a nurse and you're my boss and at the same time i'm actually entitled to share my points of view to you and that's just one beautiful thing in this country like culture that's i agree and to have a right to disagree with your boss i used to work for for norwegian humanitarian organization on the balkan mm-hmm. and of course i had the bosses all of them were ladies and it's easy to get used to that when you are kind of equal at your work and you have your right and your voice and to speak loud and to disagree i really appreciate this uh, that norway is quite quite like uh, yeah not not the bossy country no the, it, it's very mature like you know you you can be yourself without feeling scared that you actually will be uh, labeled as like complaining or or saying no or you know not following orders something like that mm. yeah that you can have your yeah your integrity i would yeah, say yeah and your identity because yeah. that is part of your identity definitely mm. that's true that's true yeah this is there is there uh, more sorry i'm uh, interrupting <laughs> <laughs> just no, no, no. Talking. no definitely oh yes definitely like and you can also like i also uh we have this word setigransa 
Um, you know, but grand setting can happen to not just at work. You can also do it with your family. You can do it with your husband, your wife, your kids. Just for and, for English speakers, uh, putting the the borders. Is it that? Yes, or limi exactly. limitations? Limiting or, yeah. like limiting yeah. like board like your border line. Like there's like lines. You know, yeah. limiting yeah. the borders. Li like you have a limit to how much you can say yes, how much you can say no, how much you could. Um, you know, even with families, you cannot actually say like, oh, can we, you know, come to visit you or, or something like that. In my country, you, if if my aunt or my uncle would say, oh, oh, actually, you know what? They don't even give you a message. They just come to you right at your door. Hello, we're here. And then you, you will be forced to like make some food. Oh, hello, uncle. The But in same. this country, <laughs> in this country, oh, you got to like make an, you know, agreement or an avtala that, you know what? Oh, can we come here or can you guys come here? At the same time, you can actually like, like do like, mm, I'm really sorry because, you know, I had made plans or it just doesn't work. I don't feel well. I'm not, I'm just not, you know, ready to accept visitors, something like that. Uh, like Grenze setting is, is definitely one of the things that I uh, like I adore in, again in this country. It's it gives you so much like self power. At the same time, but it's it's it doesn't have to be bad. Like it just makes you, it just gives you a, a confirmation that you can actually decide because you want to. And yeah. Not, not yeah. Basing on what other people would feel and what what other people would think about you, something like that. Yeah, hmm. definitely. Yeah. But uh, Gladys, is there uh, something or anything that you don't like that you would say? Oh. I, I really don't like oh, hears, hearing things. Of course. Yeah, yeah I'm curious to oh, hear. I mean, of course. <laughs> curious to hear. Of course. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> you know, um, I, I'm for sure. Like, I, I've worked with so many people from Balkan and, and I know for sure that we have so many things in common in Asia too. Like, of course, there's so many things I don't like about Norway. You know, it's it's normal. <laughs> and I'm sure if they go to my country, they have things that they don't like and, and love about my country too. No, if you're gonna be going to ask me about what I don't like, is that I still find it very... Sometimes even for a person who for like me, who's very happy, very open, like really trying to break that barrier, you know, that, you know what? we're we're dependent with, with each other like although we're different people different families different backgrounds we are all dependent with each other no one lives on an island alone you know so but at the same time i still find it you know some i've been here for 10 years sometimes i still find it like difficult to understand uh from my own point of view that sometimes it's hard it's hard to make connection You know, it's almost like people would just would rather keep this barrier in front of them uh, than to to open up you know, or than to to see that there's actually another side of, of you know, this world that, you know what, I just gotta open myself up. Instead, they would just be locking themselves and, you know, they there's you could just feel the energy. You could feel it right away. What do you what do you think? Why is that? Uh, why? Oof. Um, it, this might sound very political, but, uh, well, I think because I had this um, discussion with my husband and also with some friends, and they actually told me, which I do believe, that Norwegians are born to be 
uh, able to live alone, that they don't need help from other people. They, 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 they can be independent. Like they don't need anyone to, to, to be dependent on, if you know what I mean. Like, uh, so there is, and they're not supposed to be allowed to ask for some help. Although technically they ask help in many, many shapes and forms. <laughs> so I think that's, that's the reason why, but, and also at the same time, definitely for sure a lot of personal issues personal experiences traumas backgrounds uh and I'm, of course it's too vast that i can't really like you know count them or or see them but that's the only concrete thing that i think is that they're they're born to be alone and um, they they have to manage to be alone and that you know they they, they can't ask for help from their neighbor even if that neighbor lives across the door, you know? Yeah, and I was thinking, and I, I'm quite quite much on the same track. I believe it's in the process of changing, I think, a little bit. It... Mm-hmm. I, I think so too, actually, because now, you know, for the last, you know, many genera- decades, let's just say decades, Norway has opened more, and now there's more intermarriages between many, you know, uh, Norwegian people to non-Norwegian people, and I think you're definitely. It's definitely true that it's becoming less of that. Uh, although I'm sure there are still a lot of that, uh, but I think, and I do hope that it's actually going to open because the world is changing, and um, Norwegians are not. You know, most of the Norwegians who are living here are now mixed and. But I totally agree with you that it's becoming more open. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting you. Oh my God, guys. <laughs> yeah. You have no idea. And I, I unfortunately, uh, Marianne, my editor, she just knocked to, to give me a sign. She knows I can talk, especially when it's, when it's like this and uh, so pleasant and nice and uh, hearing uh, really nice, uh, different or things to hearing you know i'm learning from you guys so i i I really appreciate that and thank you for this wonderful opportunity for for us to be able to share our you know experiences you know it doesn't have to be the same with with the rest of the people who has been you know living here for one or 10 or 20 years but it's 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 just a pleasure and and thank you so much for you for you to you Vedrana and I keep saying your name correctly I think yeah definitely <laughs> and I'm really enjoying listening to all hearing my name correctly yes. <laughs> thank you Gladys okay. thank you very much and uh, really really thank you that you you wanted to to be part of Norwegian newcomers thank you Vedrana you're so welcome thank you I wish you all the best and uh, to see you live. Uh, so